Hi, my name is Bridget Richardson, and I'm the Assistant Director of Ecumenical and Pastoral Initiatives at the Nesty Center for Faith and Culture at University of St. Thomas in Houston. And I'm here with my good friend, Rada Anderson. Uh, she's a legal, fel legal fellow with uh, ADF International at the United Nations in New York City, uh, currently in Houston, but she's also an alumna of our Master of Arts in Faith and Culture program at uh, the Nesty Center for Faith and Culture. So Raina, this is awesome. I'm pumped. Yes, I'm pumped too. And I'm so, I, I'm privileged and I'm so happy to be here to be able to talk with you again. Um, and, you know, just my personal thoughts on, on everything that's going on, COVID, um, and, and also like what the Center for Faith and Culture focuses on, which is like the common good and, and how we're, we express that in, in our daily lives. So. Yeah, and Raina is one of like the all-star <laughs> alumni of our program. We have a master's program, and it's so fun to see all the cool things that you're doing in your life um, and to see where you're going with it. I mean, to work for the UN in New York is going to be really cool when you can get there, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I literally just had a touch of um, my actual reality that I will really be living in like this morning. I had, um, I had to key in on a security council meeting and um and ask a few questions so that was exciting i was like oh yes i can finally like be active in my actual role instead of just typing away from the computer <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we're gonna jump right into the conversation this morning you were just telling me that you read an article in the houston chronicle that really spoke to some of the things you and i have been talking about some of the things that we've been seeing in our culture in our american culture happening so tell us about that Yes, so um, this article in the Houston Chronicle, which um, I think uh, Bridget, you're gonna link later, um, but uh, precisely on this battle of individual liberties and the common good, just really hit home some like key points that I thought were like, I, I you know, sometimes we think that other people um, outside of, especially like the Center for Faith and Culture, aren't really touching on these subjects and it's um it's it's refreshing to see that there are people who are noticing um these actual like these these same um conflicts and tensions um in our society are putting words on paper and trying to express like what they're experiencing and, and what we're seeing collectively um as we're all going like together through this experience because you know, it's, it, we can be at home, but honestly, like we're collectively going through this and um, whatever, um, you know, outrages or, or like, you know, whatever type of movements that are happening, like we're all, we're all in this. And, and I think that, um, that the, that the, this pandemic can really highlight those things um, and really show us like where we need to work um, as a society on uh, providing for one another and also really just um, emphasizing that we're interdependent because I think that besides everything, like this is what this pandemic has shown that we depend on each other. And how do you think that dependence on each other has been skewed or maybe not interpreted in society in the way that um, maybe um, God means for it for human beings how do you think that that's played itself out right so like actually in this article um he says like um 
that individualism tends to favor those groups that are in power, um, whether it be socially or economically, and I would add politically. Um, and he also says that um, it's just a lot easier to, to um, say that, you know, I will deal with the consequences of this pandemic when you have the economic means or you have the, the, um, the social means to, to do that. And, and so I think that can cause a rift um, when you are a bit living in your own enclave or your own bubble um, and you're not seeing how um, nurses are fighting for their lives, but mostly for the lives of others. They're the ones day and night putting their lives on the line in order to save other people. Um, and so then uh, I think that it's really um, causing this movement in us where we have to transcend our own experience of what of how we're living this out because some of us I mean it's very um I think very uh evident that some of us are living this pandemic out in a very um and in, in a more luxurious way than others and it's you know it's I, I actually saw a video and uh it was in Spanish and it was in Latin America. And then they were like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, like Cristiano Ronaldo, tell me that I'm gonna just stay at home like with my seven kids in my two bedroom house, you know? Like that's not a mansion, <laughs> nowhere near a mansion. And so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's, you know, like that disparity of that economic and social disparity of being like, there, we're living there, even in this country, um, we still have the luxury to be like, I'm going to stay at home and um, I can wash my hands every time I step out. Um, I have access to a mask. Um, and some of us have had access to those N95 masks. Some of us don't have access to those, so we've literally made our own. Um, and I think that those are the, um, sometimes that we don't see those things. Um, and by consequence of the pandemic also, like, it's, it's harder to see that when we're at home, um, in isolation. Uh, and so, but the beauty of all of this is the blessing in disguise, because I wouldn't call it a blessing all the time, social media, <laughs> um, you know, has really allowed us to connect and to see how the rest of the world is living this pandemic out. And, um, and I really think that it's just a highlight on how even in isolation, we seek the connection. Um, we, seek, we seek each other out. Um, and so, um, and it's also allowed us to, for example, like at the UN right now, they're pushing resolutions um, international resolutions to somehow address <laughs> the mess that that um, really the pandemic has the 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 tensions and the conflicts and um, 
the issues that the pandemic has really highlighted in our societies on an, an a national level and an also an international level. Um, and so that, um, I think that while we can say that, oh yeah, it's, you know, our individual rights are more important and we want to champion those, um, I think that the lesson here is that we're way more interdependent than we are individualists. And, um, and so um, that can, I think, uh, ruffle some feathers <laughs> um, because we want to think that, that we can do it alone. But um, I think at the core, if we, if we really take this pandemic for what it is and, and you know, allow that silence, allow that, those, that isolation to really speak to us, then um, we'll realize that like everything, every service we ask for, every interaction um, on social media, um, it, it's with another person. So. And so how, do, how would you, I guess, encourage people to dialogue in this mode of interdependence? Because this idea and these thoughts um, for someone who's really, really, you know, heels dug into the ground on their individualism, their rights, and their what you know they um, they would champion as their freedom as a citizen in the United States. How would you even explain to them the interdependence that we could have as a connected people in the United States? Yeah, um, I think that's a really tough question. <laughs> um, how do you appeal to people of like all stratas of life and all backgrounds and and you know and really I think I think that's like literally like the test um of of our society is like really bridging um that individual um yeah individual liberty with with an understanding of um i have the right to be my own person and i have the right to be unique and um but i'm also cognizant of the fact that I'm me within a community. And frankly, um, you are not you without me and I'm not me without you. Um, because we don't stand alone. We really don't like in anything in life. Um, we, we just can't, it, it's, it's not part of who we are as human beings um, to stand alone. Uh, and there are moments obviously like in our lives where, where that's we're called to that solitude but it's always a solitude living within solidarity um and and not uh not isolation um and so i think that it's 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 difficult it's a difficult conversation because it really causes us to reflect on who we are um interiorly uh, that that interior reflection and um for those who who haven't had the time to take a moment and really reflect on um who they are within the community within our society that i think that can cause that it can be difficult it can just be a difficult process um 
and so uh, like this idea of God, me, and culture, um, and how we, if we don't have an understanding of who God is as a relational God, um, the Trinity, our Blessed Mother, even St. Joseph, the Archangels, the saints, the communion of the saints, like, we are a community, like, we, the, we assist and, and build with one another. And so in, even the Lord, he builds with us, like, we are co-authors of life as well. And so I think when we get that right, when we understand that, like, we have also been given um, that grace and that authority and power um, to build with one another. Um, because I mean, even human life, I mean, it takes two people, a male and a female to create life. So, I mean, even in that way, it's not like we spring up out of nowhere, <laughs> like, you know, only Adam and Eve, um, or the Adams and Eves. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, so even in that, I think when we understand that, when we have our, our reality of who God is, um, if that is anything close to who he really is, then we understand who we are. Um, and the reality of who we are called to be, um, then we go out and we understand who our brothers and sisters are because we understood who we are because we've been called by name. So um, I think that, that that's a hard one to drive home. <laughs> Well, I think you did a good job of putting it together, though, and even the way that you're talking about, you know, some of these are really difficult conversations, and understanding who our brothers and sisters are, I think uh, as Christians, we're called to enter into those difficult conversations with an understanding of who our brothers and sisters are. So you mentioned the the, the chasm of disparity, right? The, the people who you know, they have seven kids in their home and they're being called back to work or they didn't have the opportunity even to stay home in the first place because they were still working. And then the other side, I watch HGTV and all of the HGTV stars in their houses with their families showing how cool it is to be home and we can make the best of it. How do we as Christians listen to and respond to that call as all these people are our brothers and sisters with those disparities and knowing that we're here to serve the underserved how do we develop that understanding of our brothers and sisters who really need our voice as well? Right. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I'm just like thinking of so many, oh, so many instances that we've seen, um, especially like right now with George Floyd. Um, and, uh, and while, you know, like those matters can be uh, completely um, independent of, of the pandemic, I think it just, when we realize that, um, like even New York Times, they posted all of the the names of people who have passed um, because of COVID. Um, when we have, so we have like the pandemic, then we also have like this racial um, tension that we see in our country as well. That's I think really been highlighted um, in the past years uh, because of social media and because of this um, this movement to really publicize those things. And then also like things like um, the lack of healthcare that we have that 
has also been highlighted by this pandemic. Um, and so I think that those things can be difficult to digest when we're at home um, and when we're just, we're not seeing the urgency of a healthcare system, a, a, an integral one, um, holistic one being put into place for everybody. Um, and we're not seeing the need um, for um, the, the mass and the, the PPE and just all the equipment, the ventilators that are needed um, in these hospitals. Um, and we're not also seeing how, um, you know, firsthand how, or, and maybe some of us have, um, but we're not seeing firsthand how like African-Americans are being persecuted on this level. Um, and it's, it's, it's the disproportionate um, violence we're seeing. Um, and so when you're not there front and center, it's difficult. But I think that as Christians and as Catholics, um, and it, it's, we have to be able to also take the responsibility of, okay, I'm at home. It's not really tangible for me, but also I have been called. I have been called to serve the poor. I have been called to do what I can um, in order to create some type of uh, movement. And, and I'm not talking about a big movement. I'm talking about like your own, your own individual movement of putting yourself out there and being like, you know what, there's a need. I have time on my hands. I'm going to go to a food pantry. I have time on my hands. I'm going to go, um, you know, like go to, I'm going to sew masks. Um, for nurses and doctors who don't have the PPE necessary. Um, you know, like whatever it is that the way you can contribute, uh, I think that really allows these things to um, manifest in a different way. Because even though, for example, um, I literally bought my grandmother a um, a singer, it's like a utility, I don't know, I'm not really good at sewing machines, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a heavy duty, um, singer, um, sewing machine. And so, and so like my grandmother, she started making masks and, you know, um, we don't know who, how, who this is going to benefit. We just don't. And we don't know where these masks are going to end up, but but that's the point. It's, it's to spur YouTube movement. I see a need. Let me write a letter to a person in a, in a um, retirement home in order to encourage them that I'm here. I'm here and I'm thinking of you. It's not just like, it's, just, it's not just prayer, it's action. And um, however small that may be, however insignificant um, we, we may think it is, it because we're interdependent like that's it's it's those small movements those small acts of of kindness of grace of of self-sacrifice um like putting my mask on when i go into public like that's that's how i can con contribute um and i think that 
when you when you understand and when you um, really take that um, into account that like there's like a fragility because I mean this pandemic is invisible right like we don't see it so also like this invisible force is also taking lives so why not why not try to do as much as we can to wash our hands put our mask on um and you know like just respect people's personal space and and uh give a word or two of encouragement um if you're able and you're healthy enough go to a food pantry um make yourself active put your thoughts into a letter um i think there's the holy spirit is creative and if we allow him to literally like take over <laughs> um he'll inspire us to do a lot of things a lot of things that perhaps we wouldn't have done if we hadn't tapped into that abode of love and um and i think that's the way we impact it's 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 understanding that like we do this out of love um not because we have to um which we should we have a responsibility to but in the end that responsibility is born out of love yeah that's the perfect way to put it together it truly is and now it's technology and you know we're so connected and you know being a part of the catholic church and the larger christian body you could literally probably google search an initiative or an idea and then find 10 groups who are working to do something so it really is easy to put your or technology has made it easier to put yourself out there yes yes and work with others without even leaving the comfort of your home or if you dare to go out there to find a community that's doing work on the ground so well rita thank you so much for sharing with us and just helping us all to remember that message of love we're doing these things for love even if it's a self-sacrifice to our individual freedoms as America, it's an act of love for the other, um, wherever they're at with the virus or with their personal experience as well. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Yeah. So thank you for inviting me.